Hey there, this is Voyager Time. You're already deteriorating and it's only going to get worse. I'll find every little crack in your defenses. You'll feel yourself crumbling from within, your sanity slipping away. If this keeps up, we'll have to move to the city and get jobs. We don't know how to, uh, how to do anything cool. I'm Andrew, and with me today is... Sarah. Ben. Nathan. Today, we're talking about Voyager Season 3, Episode 10, W-W-Warlord. Kess is controlled by an alien W-W-Warlord named Tyrion. And the Voyager has fired 18 of its 38 photon torpedoes. Confirmed, I went back and checked, and yes, just the one was fired last episode. We are only at 18 of 38 photon torpedoes. This was the worst opening of a TV show I have ever seen in my entire life. It was so upsetting, and I hated yes. every moment From of it. From the opening... Moment. It was torture. Seconds. It was awful. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I want to do something it. real quick. I want to just go around each one of us. Do your best impression of Neelix's foot massage moans. <laughs> I will start, and then it'll be Sarah. Then it'll be Ben. Then it'll be Nate. We'll do it in intro order. Here we go. <laughs> that sounded pained. Oh. That sounded well, okay. like how I felt watching Sh- it. <laughs> Show yeah. me up, then, Sarah. Sure. Give me yours. <laughs> what's, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Am I am I doing this from? Are we doing this from memory? I, I assume so because I do not remember how he moaned, uh, but it, it was, was just, upsetting. Yeah, it's like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan hit me, man. Okay, um, I'm just I circled back to get. To, uh, to rewatch it because I hate myself apparently. <laughs> Why? And he's Nathan, cross-eyed. Of- he's cross-eyed with his tongue out, going. Each other tell me that Neelix has an ahegao face. Uh, uh-huh. uh, why did you just put that out into the universe as a phrase? <laughs> I hate. I literally and, the first uh, thing I wrote down was "fuck Neelix." <laughs> because that's how and, I felt. Okay, I wrote that his feet are bad. That's everyone else was sitting there just watching this happen. <laughs> well, Tom they and Harry, anything looked, else. they did look very uncomfortable. They were sitting there just watching him doing nothing else. It they were weird. definitely just watching him and being like, "So this is weird, right? Yeah, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> this is for sure weird, and we're just not going to acknowledge this." Mm-hmm. Well, then they just like hijacked it and turned it into. Something less weird for them, I guess, with volleyball the babes. Kim, the Kim Sport Program. Everyone say hello to Madeline. Hello, Madeline. Hello, Madeline. You weren't sleeping and driving your mother crazy, weren't you? Yes. Yes. Don't look at me like that. Don't give me that look. You know what you did. Yes. You're so stinking cute. Look at that big smile. So we were talking about Neelix's feet. It feels like something that... The makeup department spent a long time on his feet mm-hmm. and they did not get it like somebody from the makeup department was on the set and was like, wait, 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 you didn't you didn't show his feet more. We 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 spent a lot of money on that. You need to you need to zoom you need in to get a, a you need to zoom time. in. You, you need to emphasize times. those things. I think it's more likely that they were like, this will be funny. Mm-hmm. Let's just show his feet up close. Mm hmm. Because it's funny. It was mm-hmm. funny. I laughed a lot. Sometimes That's, you have to laugh through yep. the pain. <laughs> <laughs> but I was laughing at the episode, not with it. Is that what they wanted? <laughs> I also found the other Talaxian character designs to be extremely unpleasant. I just really don't like his design. He's got too much hair and too many spots, and he's got too many like 
hard curves in his head. I just don't like it. <laughs> I, I think Andrew's also racist against Talaxians is what mm-hmm. we're coming to. It's just Neelix. This is true. I just I thought that the um Talaxian woman design was extremely lazy. Mm-hmm. What Neelix with long hair? Well, it was Neelix with long hair, and also her arms just had like a couple patches of like mm-hmm. slightly alien stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why wouldn't it cover her entire arm? Like we saw Neelix without a shirt that one time, right? Didn't he look like that don't all over? Mind me, I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen Neelix without a shirt. What it was are you talking one. about? Episode one. It was like episode one when <laughs> he, he was, was taking in the a bath. bath. In Janeway's oh. quarters. Erased from my oh, brain. I remember yeah. that scene, but where his chest is mm. is just sort of a blank space. Did anyone else have just this ray of hope when Cass was breaking up with Neelix before he realized <laughs> it wasn't actually Cass? That was oh, great. yes. I was so excited. I was like, yes, please get rid of Neelix. He is toxic. We all know this. Here's the thing, though. It's super upsetting that the only way that Voyager... Or a TV show can like rationalize a woman taking some agency over her relationship is when she's possessed by an alien mm-hmm. warlord is pretty depressing. Like mm-hmm. it's okay for her to just want to do that on her own. Mm-hmm. And also, it's super fucked up that the reason like that was how it manifested because like that's what women like, right? That's what the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But she's only two. Yeah. She doesn't know things. <laughs> yeah. She. This is the only relationship she's been in. She hasn't had time to be in another one. <laughs> and she won't before she dies. That's not true. Oh, Because this, I have news. This breakup sticks. What, really? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's a miracle. Wow. <laughs> Thank God. They kind well, of talk about it a little bit at the end when she's saying, like, how can I go back to my life the way it was? Like, yeah. I yeah. feel like a completely different person after being literally possessed for, yeah. like, and so I think that's how they kind of explain. They don't really do a great job of, like, saying, and the Neelix relationship is over, but, like, basically, it is. Yeah, well, and Tyrion wasn't just, like, making stuff up. He was pulling from, like, her actual, like, thoughts yeah. and right. emotions there. So that wasn't coming from nowhere. So that, I I buy that. Which is, yeah. like, super invasive, but. Yeah. Right. They were kind of dancing around it, but Jennifer Leon was the bright spot of this otherwise extremely boring episode. She yeah. killed it. She yeah. I thought so she did great in yeah. this episode. Which was really refreshing with how like little we get from her on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Yeah. So having her be like front and center with that kind of a performance was really good. Getting to see her do something like just different, and because she, mm-hmm. she's always so like yeah. gentle and sweet, which is fine. But like when you first see her in the transporter room when she's like giving orders and yelling and stuff i'm like that was when you like know like oh that's not kes anymore like yeah. that's for sure not kes mm-hmm. yeah it was very similar to that episode with tuvok where he just didn't have mm-hmm. like the restrictor plate on anymore but yeah, like, you're right but in a different way because like in that one it was like it was, it was still felt like tuvok but without with with, with all of the emotions Whereas this one, it's like, oh no, this is just not Kess. It like it felt like a different person, right? As opposed to Tuvok, where it felt like the same person, just with a different like filter over him. Yeah, and I am curious to see how it like impacts your character going forward because, like, you do see in like 
the moment where she was like trying to force Tyrion out that she was a lot more like assertive and a lot like stood her ground and I don't know it seemed like there might be a it it might be kind of like a a pivotal moment for her character arc I guess Mm -hmm. I hope so Ben, you're totally right. I was really impressed with how she managed, like, because we see, like, intense Kess, and then we also see this warlord guy, and they're, like, have similar emotional valence, but Jennifer Lane really acted them in, in different ways. Like, you can feel, like, the quiet, burning intensity of Kess versus, like, the overt, toxic, like, aggressiveness of the warlord. It was really well done. Yeah, I don't know. It would be kind of a bummer for her to just kind of go back to regular old Kess. Yeah, like right. without this having an impact, but we've seen things like that, uh, like lizard babies being left on planets <laughs> and not being in having that impact anyone in any regard. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I if know, the breakup we'll sticks, that's hopefully some progress. Mm-hmm. I think the unfortunate thing with 90s Star Trek is how much you are a character's arc and everything is is reliant on who's writing for them. And I worry that with Kess, it would be super easy for um, for a writer who doesn't know that much about her or care that much about the arc of this episode to just decide he's going to write her like like she was before and not really take any of this into account. Mm. Yeah, I don't really remember what happens specifically, but I know that she... Well, I mean, at some point, it might it might take a couple more episodes or something for it to be like officially uh, like phased out. But uh, yeah, they definitely are broken up. And I was reading on the Memory Alpha page that Ethan Phillips was apparently annoyed that they didn't like have actual closure on that. It wasn't like super clear that it was actually Kes having real feelings that she wanted to end it and not just mm-hmm. hit that guy doing it, which I get. But also, to me, it was more like it seemed like he was like, well, my girlfriend dumped me on the show and I was sad about it. <laughs> and I wished that that I mean, I, it does make sense. It would have been nice to have more of like a scene with them at the end being like, I know I was a <laughs> possessed person when I <laughs> dumped you, but I do actually want to stay broken but up. But actually, that part, um, that part wasn't the possession. That was just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and we know that Voyager is capable of that because they have those nice closing scenes where they discuss the episode like that. And we saw one right. on this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was glad that it was between her and Tuvok. Yeah. Instead yeah. of really her nice. and Neelix. So. Yeah. I'm torn because I, like, I do want to have that. I, I kind of also want to have that like solid thing where it's like, oh, yeah, for sure they are broken up now. And like, you know, maybe ruin uh, Neelix emotionally a little bit. I don't care about him. Uh, <laughs> But like ending it, ending it with Tuvok like that, where it was that the way the whole you uh, you cannot you are a new person thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked that because it's you know that's a thing that you know a lot of people need to be reminded of occasionally. Mm-hmm. So plus, I think it was just a nice way of kind of demonstrating that the person that she wanted to talk to at that point was not Neelix. You know, mm-hmm. like so it's kind of saying it without saying it that she would rather not be with Tuvok, but like, you know, talk to Tuvok Mm -hmm. because he is somebody that can understand more where she's coming from because he also has psychic abilities and was trying to help her and stuff through the episode. 
aside from this part of it where they have Kes and Neelix break up and like some character development for Kes, I was so bored. <laughs> I was too. so tuned out. Wait, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of tuning out, I have to go again. My baby wants to eat. Okay. <laughs> and I have no boobs to do it with. Not with that attitude, he doesn't. <laughs> so why did the device they were going to use to whatever they did to tear and whatever that did remove him why did it not work the first time but it did the second time he like teleported early too fast for them to get because no, they got it on him with tuvok the first when, time yeah when then. tuvok oh. snuck in the first time and got i it think on he was and still like, too Haha. strong okay just yeah kes hadn't fought it. back enough yet or something not, not enough brain punches yeah i think that like <laughs> opened the door for for kes to like be able to start breaking through mm. yeah and then Kess kept working and eventually that that like the cracks were enough to like make the device work mm. yeah i don't know i didn't have a whole lot of notes on this one mostly it was just like yeah being impressed with jennifer lean's performance and just glad that she got like a center moment in the series mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like reasonable. I don't know. We had like the one with her like telepathic abilities, whatever. Like, and that was introduced with the weird cult guy. But even that like felt like, even though she was the center character, it felt like it was more centered on the cult people than her. For right. sure. She, she was like a passive participant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one, she got to actually fight back. And mm-hmm. I do think. The part when Neelix is in the hollow program still and mm-hmm. he's like, Kes was supposed to meet me for din- lunch mm-hmm. or whatever. And he like gets her on his badge and she, he, she while she's working, mm-hmm. she's like doing her job. Yeah. And he's like, did you forget about our date? I hope you didn't forget about our date. And she's like, OK, I'll be right there. And leaves her job to go mm-hmm. to see uh-huh. him. I was like, Neelix, this is why you're getting dumped. Uh-huh. Yeah. So stupid. Uh huh. I was like, "Am I supposed to be sad that this happened?" Right, like a emergency rescue and like helping these people out. You don't think that like takes priority over your right. lunch date? Right. Apparently. I know that, like, that just like, happened. That just happened. <laughs> like, yeah, you're still in the holodeck. <laughs> like uh-huh. you were there when this crisis started. Harry and Tom went to the bridge. Mm-hmm. To deal with it, still in their little plain clothes outfits, which I think looks pretty good this time, frankly. Mm-hmm. Harry's like loose shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But how about uh, Bolana's towel boy, though, huh? Oh, yes. The, I'm yeah. so glad you brought that up. <laughs> that was really satisfying. It was a powerful that man. Was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Just walks into into frame and it's just this oiled up muscle man. Like, mm-hmm. yes, Bolana. Thank you. <laughs> I just wish that um, it wasn't only Neelix in there to see that happen. Mm-hmm. God, I wish I had. B- we could have been able to see like Tom be like, <laughs> "What the fuck? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Who invited that guy?" And <laughs> being like, "I did." His eyes would bug out of his head. Mm-hmm. Be so good. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not that much time left in the show for Kess to be around. You know, because mm-hmm. she does leave after the fifth season. Mm-hmm. Or third, no, after the fourth season. So I'm glad that she's breaking away from Neelix so that mm-hmm. she can have stories 
that don't involve him. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. And and to have, I it was just really cool to see her finally being an active participant, like you were saying earlier, because like the, the other episode recently where she's just asleep the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kes, Kes deserved better. Yep. And so hopefully that starts improving going forward. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a bummer that Harry got pulled away from the Hollow program, though, so early. Because if anyone deserves pampering, it's Harry. I know Harry a thousand yeah. times. Poor Harry, he needs a vacation. <laughs> and he got like he got two days. <laughs> yeah, best two days of his life, though. <laughs> the only two days he's ever had off. Mm-hmm. So, just as an Andrew update, we don't know when he's coming back to the podcast <laughs> this episode. Because of baby reasons. Mm-hmm. So. We're kind of uh, trying to figure this out at the moment. <laughs> okay, so the main thing I was going to say about this, like, the stuff with Kess was that I thought it sucked that they were using the fact that she was a woman who almost kissed another woman, but then also was Ugh. was going to marry this other dude for political reasons, even though she's a man inside of a woman's body. And then she was also going to keep her like side piece. That's his other wife. And like, mm-hmm. just making this like polyamorous situation out to be like one of the reasons she's evil. I just thought that kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the only part, the only part that was like bad about that was just that like, she never talked like the, the guy never talked to anybody ahead of time. Obvi- like, obviously he was a dickhead in a lot of other ways. <laughs> But yeah. like that part in particular is just like, oh yeah, cool. We're just now polyamorous. I hope you enjoy that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just using all of them and treating them like trash and just and they were just kind of like you know, like a dictator does. Cool with it, I guess. But mm-hmm. also yeah. she seemed like not very cool with it, but then she was still fighting for him at the end. It was kind of a strange, <sighs> sad relationship. Yeah. A lot of just awful things happening there. But yeah, like I just thought it was so I just didn't enjoy this episode because I hate any episodes where we don't have any of the main characters doing the main plot. Because like, yes, Kes was there and it was the actress who played Kes, but the character was a different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we didn't see any of the main characters. This was just all of with the bad guys. And I just mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care about this. This is dumb. But I did like the part <laughs> when the Dude inside Kess is like, every citizen must have a garden. I love plants. <laughs> I love plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, legally mandated garden sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was a little bit uh, like higher on this episode than you guys were, but I wouldn't say by that much. I did like I was just more invested right away when it was like when when Kess turned and shot two people and then mm-hmm. like knocked Janeway the fuck out. I was like Mm-hmm. Hold on. What is going on here? Yeah. I, I need to know yeah. what is happening. You have my attention. And it held my attention longer than it probably should have. But yeah, like there were a lot of points that were just like, why are we paying attention to this part in particular? Like, I don't remember any of the explanation for how the dude was taking over bodies. Yeah. They explained it and it went in one ear and out the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just. Which is fine, because if they tried to explain it with more techno babble, that wouldn't have been interesting either, though. No. 
um i'm curious though like they i feel like they tried to a little late in the game give tiran some like backstory or trying to give him like more dimension but like so at the at the one point he was going to let voyager go do you think that was actually like in his character like he said like oh i said that and i stick to my word or do you think that was kess's influence that i think it was kess and that was like how she was starting to break through by like influencing his emotions about stuff because he was like when that conversation was going on the headaches were like overpowering and he just kept being like Mm -hmm. oh you know i think it was like evidence that kess was doing something up in there Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I think that there's a part of him that felt like that kind of emotion of the like the gratefulness to Voyager. And I think Cass was in there like really pushing that button real hard to like really get a response. But I don't think it was like a thing that he necessarily wanted. Mm. She was taking advantage of like stuff that was kind of there as opposed to like trying to just give him new emotions like the gardening. Yeah. Although, who knows? He might actually just be into gardening that much. <laughs> no, that's definitely from Kess. Because mm-hmm. they kept, Cause sh- they kept yeah. showing, like, like that's her job on the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them is to mess with the plants. The aeroponics, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you guys think of their uh, extra nostrils? <laughs> their breathing tubes? It was, a, <laughs> mm, it was something. It was something. <laughs> So are they nose aliens or forehead aliens? Because their nose nose holes are on their forehead. I would just I would consider that nose because it was going into the nose more than it was going into the forehead. But it was on the forehead too. Yeah, but if I put my so if you put okay, so if you had an alien that had a nose explicitly up on their forehead, would they be a (laughs) nose alien or a forehead (laughs) alien? A nose head alien. Four nose. Four nose. I mean, they did have four noses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you tell us, just a, dear listeners, what, if it's, what do you what think? What if it's just a regular old nose, though? Because then there's nothing really distinctive about the nose. That's more about the forehead, then. They're just regular human with a nose up there. What's in the nose area? More nose. <laughs> Another nose, or just the nose got moved? The, just, the nose is straight up. It's just empty space. <laughs> Just flat. It's forehead there. <laughs> they just swapped. They just swapped the spots. That's where the hair grows. It's like a big mustache. Does someone want to pull up the Adventure Times episode summaries? Before that, I just want you guys to know that uh, Tieran's actor Lee McCloskey was indeed in Dallas <laughs> for ah. like fifty episodes. Oh. oh. That's a, a regular, big one. Yeah. old Dallas boy. Who did he play? He played Mitch Cooper. Okay. I, as I don't we know. know. I know nothing about Dallas. I don't either. Mm-hmm. But so. for all you Dallas heads out there. Mm-hmm. He was there for a long time. <laughs> so <laughs> You know and love him Every or once. hate him Every, in case he's a bad guy. Favorite guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mitch Cooper, MD, is the brother of Afton Cooper. He appears on the CBS TV series Dallas. He married Lucy Ewing twice. That's interesting. That's yep. more than usual. 
That's more than the normal number. Well, in the in there... the Dallas fan wiki page, it's the spouse spouses, and then it's just the same person twice. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's somehow both incorrect and very correct, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure how to feel about it. <laughs> does not say if he died on the show, so that's upsetting. Well, so do they? Oh have no, wait. Marriage? It does say actually. Do they have does two he? marriage license then? I bet they got divorced and then got remarried. Yeah, they got divorced and then remarried. Oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> apparently he moved to Atlanta from Dallas. How dare he? <laughs> that's how he leaves the show. Uh, I I don't know because that's when also when his like ex wife moves to Atlanta after having married a different guy or not married a different guy, fallen in love with a different guy, his who life then dies in a car mm-hmm. and then moves to Atlanta Wait, he to go dies. back. No, the guy her, his ex-wife fell in love with dies in a car accident. Oh, so he goes to comfort her and be her rebound. No, she goes to him to comfort her. <laughs> oh, okay. She goes so to Atlanta and then they get remarried. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they divorce again in 1988. Wait, I thought that was the second time. I thought that was them getting back together. Yeah, the, the, and then they got divorced again. What? Wait, okay, so they end up end divorce. Yes, and ending divorce. What a weird show. That sounds show. complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when you have that many seasons, you gotta think of something to do. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that was our Dallas update mm-hmm. segment. Yep. This is more more than I've ever known about this fucking show. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what we need to do. When we have a g- person who was on Dallas, we have to actually like figure out who they were on Dallas and try to piece uh-huh. together what we think Dallas is about. That's going to on... be the final that's going to be the final episode <laughs> of this show. It's <laughs> right now what was Dallas we're gonna, about? We're going to write out what Dallas was all about. <laughs> Based on the actors that were in Voyager who were on Dallas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> This will be this will be a good segment. <laughs> should at, at any point should we watch an episode of Dallas or should we just never know? Like uh, even after we try and figure out what was it? I think be our uh, first what, Patreon episode. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. No, I think what we should do for like I don't for know our first like, live show. I agree for a one hundredth <laughs> episode celebration mm-hmm. or like a celebration because we finished the. Sh- podcast we've watched all of voyager and then we have like a finale where we watch the first episode of dallas or something like that mm-hmm. or the last episode <laughs> or the first episode and the last episode of dallas I, and I then we like try the to guess what's in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we try to guess what happened in the middle i like mm-hmm. the first and last episode idea i can't wait that for could be Andrew a podcast that could be a podcast. Watch the first and last episode of shows and then try go. and figure out what it's about. There you go. There's our there's our spinoff. Oh, yeah. I also got recommended an article today by Google, which is like Brandon Braga and uh, Robert Beltran like hated each other. <laughs> really? Yeah. Apparently they just like did not like each other. Like uh, Brandon thought that uh, Robert Beltran was just phoning it in. And Beltran's like, I was doing what I could with what I was given. <laughs> oh my god! Ouch. <laughs> they yeah, apparently they fucking hate each other. <laughs> so this is a good like bit of information to know. This week we also watched Adventure Time season four episode twenty three, The Hard Easy. 
a tribe of swamp creatures asks ask Finn and Jake to save them from me- a mega frog. And season four, episode twenty-four, uh, Reign of Gunters. While the Ice King is away, his sidekick Gunter the Penguin uses a magic amulet to conquer the countryside and attack the Candy Kingdom. What did you all think of this first episode? Because I was honestly not feeling this one either. <laughs> I thought parts of it were funny. Yeah. I but like, it, it, yeah. I Mainly the fish is like when they meet the fish mm-hmm. and he's or like the king of the fish or whatever. And he's like <laughs> doing the impression of a child or whatever. And he's like, mommy, you sound exactly mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. Like that uh, made me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. And then if this keeps up, we'll have to move to the city and get jobs. So we don't know how to do anything cool. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I relate to that. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> I don't remember that quote happening i don't remember that quote happening so uh what i do remember is uh the prince at the end and his incredible sailor moon transformation though yeah where he stripped away the the frog exterior added on muscle and skin and then Mm -hmm. slowly added clothes and yeah down to the skeleton (laughs) yes a great transformation that uh very deserving of being a magical girl. So the rest of it, though, like, wow, yeah. it was weird and a choice. I was pretty, pretty mild on it, like as a overarching episode, but it did have a lot of fun moments of like, yeah, like they had them like lost in the woods, and I had a moment of going to, like thinking, like, does that tree have a butt? And then they address <laughs> they address that like immediately after like oh we passed this butt tree a number uh-huh. of times and I and really then, appreciated yeah you know, uh like the fire attempts the fire starting attempts yeah I really liked when they were putting the mud on their face like they're getting ready to go to battle or whatever and then Jake puts them on and then he th- thinks about it and then he puts it on his eye and immediately regrets <laughs> regrets it. Uh-huh fantastic stuff and then the part when they're like sending hand signals or jake is sending <laughs> trying to send hand signals yeah. and finn's like i don't that I don't joke is in lots of things and mm-hmm. it makes still good. me laugh every time uh-huh. <laughs> it's a very good joke it's mm-hmm. always funny <laughs> for some reason i was like not fe- not comfortable at the beginning with finn just not wearing his hood. oh yeah, upsetting. Like, he was shirtless and hoodless, and it was just like, ah. And what? then he even he put his shirt back on, and they were walking around, and he did not have his hood on still. And I was like, I still mm-hmm. don't like this. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I don't like Finn without the hood. He should always be wearing it. I don't mm-hmm. want to see his hair except for like a brief moment mm-hmm. of that, just like appearing for a joke or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked the random uh, mention of CDRs. Mm-hmm. And the fact that out of nowhere that yeah. children watching this now would have no idea what that means. This, what are those letters? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> they do explain it by saying that you know that frogs smell like electric celery. That's mm-hmm. all you need to know. True. So yeah, the the whole conceit of this uh, episode being this <laughs> king frog is going around essentially just trying to kiss everyone to be be a lovely prince mm-hmm. boy again 
Uh, that prince like boy. Like a giant. Yeah. <laughs> a, a massive frog. Uh-huh. Massive frog, and then he's a massive prince. Uh-huh. Also true. Uh, prince Huge is his name. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, he was voiced by Brian Doyle Murray, who is just like an incredible character actor who's been in a lot of stuff. He was, I think he was on SNL for a while. I had a lot of (laughs) options on this, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he like, he was in Wayne's world, Caddyshack national lampoon, like as like older guy with a funny voice Mm. really. So it makes sense. Uh, But he's just been in so many things. It's Mm. his IMDB page just goes forever. But I, I did like when when King Frog got his hands on Jake and he's like, he's eating me gently, <laughs> gently eating me. No yeah. teeth, mm-hmm. mostly tongue. <laughs> and then like Finn having that like flash flashback to like, we're shy and just like <laughs> rotating through all those things real fast. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Mm hmm. Yeah. But like in between those two points, the first point and then the second point, I was like, I've forgotten a lot of this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty uneventful episode, kind of smattered with some some old gems of moments. But just yeah. just watch. Andrew's going to get back here and be like, this is one of my favorite episodes <laughs> of Adventure Time. And have all these insightful things to say about it. And I'm going to be like, damn. That's true. I just don't think about shows very hard, do I? <laughs> I like when the man goes shooty, shooty, boom, boom. And, uh, I did like the second episode a lot. Yes. Yeah. With all the Gunthers. Incredibly good. Any episode that's a Gunther episode is going to at least be yes. pretty good. Mm-hmm. I loved when uh, Gunther was waking them up and Finn goes, Jake, we got the penguins. <laughs> what? Yeah, like they just want attention. Give them they're, attention. Uh-huh. They're neglected. They're just like if a cat had powers mm-hmm. and slightly higher intelligence than they normally do, mm-hmm. this was what would happen <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I did like the little penguin cat snuggle mm-hmm. that happened. It was very yep. good. I liked that a lot. So the whole opening is basically a mix of like what it's like to yeah either have a cat or have a toddler it was <laughs> it was flip-flopping between the two yes <laughs> just a lot of like okay the ghost go stand in the corner and he like slides down <laughs> Gunther like slides down <laughs> like, face down on the floor just like no he said stand in the corner and he kind of like slumps up a little bit yeah it's like uh too too real <laughs> I also liked the side story of uh, Ice King going to Wizard City and just Mm -hmm. being bullied so hard by all of the other wizards who are like, you fucking nerd. What are you doing? I thought Hunter's wizard lady was really cool. She was very cool. I want to know Can you be in the show more? That'd be Mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. I want to know what her arrow magic is. Does it just, does she just throw arrows at people and just kill them (laughs) like that? (laughs) I feel like we need to know more about JT Dog Zone and his series of books. I have a strong feeling we are going to find out more about uh-huh. JT Dog Zone. <laughs> that was too big of a like a um, reference slash mention with uh-huh. no elaboration for him not to show up again. Because Ice King quotes him, and then Jake has a book by him that he has for 
some reason. <laughs> then Jake's like, no, 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 don't, don't listen to anything in there. It's all bad. <laughs> it's like he's one of those pickup artist guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. JT Dog Zone. And in case you didn't, uh, oh no, it said it on the book. I was going to say, in case you didn't have uh, close captioning on, it is uh, D A W G Zone. Mm-hmm. And it's also J as in like J A Y T middle name dog zone. Mm-hmm. So this should be this should be very interesting to find <laughs> out more about him, which I've already like hyped myself up on on like this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering if we're going to get more of this whole underground wizard society. <laughs> you don't think that J T dog zone is just Jake? It might be. <laughs> I it mean, it might be. JT Dog Zone, Jake mm-hmm. the Dog, the Dog, start with yeah. the, start with the T. You're yeah. totally right. You're totally right. <laughs> and I would not be surprised. I just want to have a full episode where Jake <laughs> has to hide the fact that he's a like super well known and influential author. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> So Adventure Time fandom says it's he's the author of the book Mind Games, which focuses on how to get women and likely likely the pen name of Jake. So we might not get more on it. But I think any time Jake gives advice, uh it's JT Dog Zone. Uh He realized he needed to stop giving Finn the bad advice, but he still wanted to give bad advice. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he started writing a book, a self-help book to uh mm-hmm. to like just get it out there. Oh yeah, did you guys know that notice that the uh, banana warriors for the candy kingdom were riding jelly beans in in mm-hmm. high heels? Mm-hmm. I yeah. saw that they were riding something that looked weird. I didn't know that's what they were. Yeah, they were jelly beans with legs and the they were wearing high heels. Yep. I really love that PB's constantly changing style like her hair and yeah outfits, she and yeah it's just like she went full warrior princess this episode mm-hmm. which it's totally makes sense journey. because she's like bubblegum so she can kind of like do whatever to whatever form or whatever but like she had the same mm-hmm. like character design for so long and now it's like every episode she's in is different this season yeah i think i think that's right i'm trying to think of like how many she was in and like I can't remember an episode recently where she has not been in a different outfit. So mm-hmm. you're totally on point there. At least, at least at that minimum. So mm-hmm. probably more. So yeah, it it was very good how Gunther like had this kind of like seemingly limitless power and was going to like take over Candy Kingdom and the the, the two things that mattered was like, wants to break glass wants to break bottles or like the gumball machine head and can't can't get squirt with water (laughs) can't get the squirty squirts no squirty squirts i just love ice king shows up and is just like oh sorry let me just take care of this gunther stop stop (laughs) take that off (laughs) and then everything's fixed and fine Uh Well, who has any gray bowls? Yeah. I have one. Mm-hmm. Go for it, guys. They both had a person trapped inside the wrong body. Because mm-hmm. the warlord guy was in Kess, 
and the prince was inside a big frog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nailed it, yeah. Nathan? Mine is that they were they were just all filled with warlords. Tyrion was taking over the planet. Mega Frog was assaulting everyone with gentle frog kisses. And uh, Gunther was trying to take over Candy Kingdom with the magic eye. That's a good one. They stopped Tyrion by giving him the squirty squirts. <laughs> yep. That's what happened. Hey, nailed it. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop no. Stop it. <laughs> I did really like that Gunther had the cat taped to his back when they were going yes. to Candy Kingdom. Like, you're coming with me, like, kitty. I'm did I miss something with that cat? Where did that cat come from? I don't know. I didn't know if it had been there always or if it's just, just like out. Gunther's pet. Just hanging out under the recliner. Yeah, I think it just must be Gunther's pet. It's just, yeah, seemed like part of Gunther's collection of magic things that he's hiding under the under the chair. Gunther, what else are you hiding under that thing? I can't wait to find out. <laughs> well, Neelix Feet, join us next week as we watch Star Trek Voyager Season 3, Episode 11, The Q in the Gray, and Adventure Times, episode uh, Season 4, Episode 25, I Remember You, and 26, The Lich. Uh, until then, uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes or whatever uh, podcatcher word that we came up with last week of choice. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Voyager Time. Follow us on Facebook, Voyager Time. Email us. Uh, time at gmail.com join our discord the link is in the show notes what's what's this oh here come here comes andrew here comes andrew he's he's gonna say come say goodbye too in the meantime we'll just wait for you here by the mausoleum with our backs turned and our defenses lowered wizards only fools keep it Hello, this is Trample Jam. Let me tell you all <laughs> the things I want Lola Bunny to do to me. I thought you wanted her to do them to Michael B. Jordan. Oh, it, there's a lot of things I want to see them do, but it starts with her doing things to me. We are going <laughs> to have a nice romantic dinner, and then we'll go upstairs, we'll get in the bed. And she'll, but where's Michael B. Jordan? She'll take out something kind of fun, and we'll sit down, <laughs> and we'll go over her fiscal year 2020 to 2021 and talk about how she could have gotten the child tax care credit and how that's going to give her $300 a month. That's a really important thing that we all are going to need to do going forward. So she's got a kid? Yes, we're all going to need to do that going forward. Yeah, if we all have kids. Uh, Isn't uh, she married to Bugs Bunny? No. (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) Well, and also you can be married and not have kids. And vice versa. 
Well, right. Be kids and not have married. That's <laughs> yes. Also true. I'm just saying her being married to bugs doesn't automatically mean she has a child, so she might not be able to take advantage of the child tax thing. In this Christian country. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I don't know either. They're bunnies, though. Aren't they the animals that are like most prominently known for reproduction? Hairs? That is true. But maybe she doesn't conform to stereotypes, Nate. Oh, she obviously doesn't. She does play basketball. She's a very good basketball baller. Mm-hmm. She's very good at another kind of balling too. Stepping oh on them. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. No more of this. This I can't even. I can't keep it going anymore. Oh, good. Okay. The truth is, I just want Michael B. Jordan to step on me. That makes sense. Yeah. Especially so the rest of us, you're not saying yeah. a controversial opinion here. He's got those Killmonger scars going on, too. Mm. Andrew, did you ever watch Friday Night Lights? No, is he in that? Yes. Is Lola mm-hmm. Bunny in it, too? No. Yeah, but the- prominently. <laughs> She's the quarterback of the enemy team. <laughs> the enemy team. No, but- I know sports. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the, the enemy. enemy team in Friday Night Lights? Um, the Toon Squad, obviously. <laughs> Friday Night Lights is the TV spinoff of Space Jam. Okay, mm-hmm. and who's who's the allied team? Who's the friendlies? What's their team? <laughs> there, it depends on which season it is. No, I, I want Nathan right. to tell me. I need Nathan. Yeah, to tell okay, me. Nathan, tell us. They're the the, the, the mm, fighting. The, it's the Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> their mascot is Lighty, the spotlight. <laughs> it's the lighthouse. They're called, they're called the Panthers in the first three seasons, and then when it changes, that he moves to a different school, and then it's the Lions, and that's the seasons with Michael B. Jordan. And the reason I brought this up is because there's a Friday Night Lights reference when Michael B. Jordan shows up in Space Jam, and it blew my mind. <laughs> so oh, Friday Night, okay. so Friday Night Lights is his precursor to Black Panther, where he fights the Black <laughs> Panther. In that movie, they do, I think as well. they do play the Panther because, like, yeah, they play the other team. Hmm. I don't. Rem- it's been a while since I've seen that show. Friday Night Lights is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And also Space Jam. It is in the Space Jam Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. The Space Jam Cinematic Universe got widened significantly with <laughs> Every this last movie episode. Is it? But by the transitive property, Space Jam is also in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Because mm-hmm. of Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. And Thanos. <laughs> Which of the Looney it's Tunes also got in the snapped? DC universe, though. <laughs> Which of the Looney Tunes got snapped? Definitely Porky Pig. <laughs> no, Porky Pig was left. Come on. No, can't you imagine going? I, 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 I don't feel so good, Bugs. As oh God, he fades away. There is a moment where Bugs basically says something like that, and then dies. Yeah, Bugs Bunny does fucking die in what? Space he Jam. He does too. die in Space Jam. <laughs> he what goes up to heaven. This, this, this is what Andrew, you I'm telling you. This out. movie is incredible. He goes to heaven. You no, need, he goes to Christian heaven. <laughs> he, goes to Lo- he goes to Los Angeles. Heaven, yeah. Well, Christian yeah, because he dies and then he goes to heaven and then he also comes back and is in Los Angeles. He's Jesus. Bugs For Bunny no explicable Jesus. reason. He just Three shows days up in again, Los Angeles. Bugs rose from <laughs> yeah, the dead right. and now lives with LeBron James. Uh-huh. 
This movie does sound more compelling than I initially pitched or thought it was going to be. I mean, it's still really stupid, but it yes. would have at least made you laugh, I think. I'm not lying that you you should watch it. Okay, I I might. I'm I might. I'm I'm you know what? It's, it's not because of your recommendation. It's because it's of because Lola of, Bunny and Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> it's explicitly because of Lola Bunny and Michael B. Jordan. It's because of Ben's recommendation. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Suck it, Nate. <laughs> so, but but Andrew, where where is Michael B. Jordan's feet on the range of Neelix's feet to Lola Bunny's feet? No. <laughs> Hello, this is Voyager. Uh, no, let me let me hit this one. Hey there, this is Voyager time. <laughs>